Okay. Welcome, 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 everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you're wondering who this person is, if you this is the first time, hello, Wise Kings. If this is the first time you have seen my face, if this is the first time you're hearing my voice on the playback on the podcast, I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the owner and operator of MPL Consulting, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together so you can get your business legit. So if you need help with things like getting your business registered with the state, making sure you have appropriate contracts, getting EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, um, brand protection through trademarks and copyrights, hiring employees properly, um, operating agreements, all that foundational stuff that you need for your business, I help you do it. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of that stuff, I am a licensed attorney with a specialization in business formation. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I have had many careers in the realms of the law, entrepreneurship, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but so many of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things that you need to know. And that's where I come in. If you would like to see how we can work together to get your business off the ground for 2020, I've got some options for you. And they all start at one place, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. It is the only link in my bio on Instagram and it's also in my bio on Facebook. There you can do several things. You can go and book yourself a free 15-minute consultation. This is for first-time clients only, where we can better assess your needs and how I can help you and kind of give you a rough plan of, you know, what, what you should be doing. Second, you can download my free business launch cheat sheet. It is a free guide to help you get your dream business started in seven days or less as well. You can um, sign up for my vision board party. I am having a party on January 19th, guys. I love vision boards and the top of the year is a great time to get your vision board together to goal set and kind of look over the past year, see what you did and what you're proud of and see what you want to accomplish for next year. And I am holding a virtual vision board party for all of my followers on January 19th. If you would like to attend and you want to know all the stuff that you need to really participate in the party and you want to come on live with me in the party, go to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm and get your invitation. I have an email going out to party invitees tomorrow. So those of you who already signed up, make sure that you check your inbox a little bit after noon Eastern standard time tomorrow. All right. Now for those of you who, um, maybe can't watch the whole show, or if you want to tell someone about the show later, you can always catch the replay on my YouTube channel. The, um, the link for that is again at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. All the episodes are up there and you can, or you, if you can't watch, you can listen to the audio version and the link from on my podcast, the link for my podcast is also in at the link, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. So linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm is how you can connect with me in multiple ways. All right. 
enough about me let's get on to the show so here's how it works for you newcomers i pull stories from the news and we pull lessons out of them that we can use as business owners and i like to discuss it with you this is not me talking at you this is us having a conversation so i'm going to ask you guys questions so you got to pay attention all right so the first thing i'm going to ask you guys to do if you are ready to get started on these stories with me is to give me a ready in the comments I need to see at least three readies on Instagram. We got seven people in the room and all I'm asking for is three readies. So let me see some readies so that we can get started. All right. I'm very excited. We've got some new people in the room. We've got some older people in the room. I'm very excited about the discussions that are going to happen today. Thank you for the, um, comment Nessie time. Nessie is ready. I need two more readies before we get started. Ladies and gentlemen, I got a ready from TC management. Thank you. I got a ready from Lex to flex. All right. We are ready to go ladies and gentlemen. All right. First question that I, um, or first story that we are talking about tonight. If you have ever heard of Goodyear tires and rubbers, or if you've ever heard of the Goodyear blimp, give me a G in the comments. Hi, Sharissa231. If you have heard of good the Goodyear blimp or any Goodyear um, associated brand, give me a G in the comments, okay? And I'm going to tell you why I want to know if you've heard of Goodyear um, uh, if you've heard of Goodyear before, I've got an H from Nessie Time. I got a C, a G from TC Management. Okay, I got my G Nessie Time. Thank you, thank you for the G Lex, the Flex. Thank you for the G Sharissa. All right, we know Goodyear. They make tires. Um, there, there's also been like this Goodyear blimp. They used to have this Goodyear blimp fi, fi, um, floating around. Have you guys ever heard of a punk rock band called the Goodyear Pimps? It's cool. All right. So here's the thing. In 1997 in Illinois, a punk rock band formed um, and they called themselves the Goodyear Pimps or they alternately they went by the name just the Pimps. Okay. Nessie Time has never heard of them. Don't worry. I never heard about them before this case either. Okay. Now, when they were going around, you know, saying that they were the Goodyear pimps, of course, Goodyear Tire was very concerned about their, you know, their name being associated with something like pimps. On top of that, this group took Goodyear's winged foot and used it in their logo. If you look at, um, if you looked at my IG stories today or my Facebook stories today, I posted two photos side by side of the Goodyear tire logo and the, and the, um, the Goodyear pimps, uh, logo. And I asked you guys if they were too close for comfort. And most of you said it was too close for comfort. I think it was pretty close. It was about 56 to 44% or something like that. Right. So you guys weren't just the only ones who thought it was too close. Um, Goodyear Pimps and Goodyear Tire and Rubber actually had an agreement in 2001-2002 that said that this group, the Goodyear Pimps, would no longer be calling themselves the Goodyear Pimps. They would just be calling themselves the Pimps. Mind you, they were selling merchandise, shirts, things like that. Remember, Goodyear, Goodyear the, the tire company, they don't just do tires. They had a blimp. They do sell merchandise. So then you have this other group out here called Goodyear Pimps that sounds like Goodyear, and they're selling merchandise as well, right? So 2001, 2002, Goodyear and this punk rock band, they, they get into agreement. The punk rock band says, okay, we're not going to call ourselves the Goodyear Pimps anymore, all right? 
Then apparently they forgot their agreement with Goodyear Tire and Rubber and started using the name Goodyear Pimps again in 2007. Okay. Now this time um, they admitted that, you know, they were in the wrong. They admitted that they used the Goodyear logo and that they were totally in the wrong and they agreed to remove um, any references regarding Goodyear, um, anything Goodyear related. They said they would get rid of it in 30 days. Okay. Um, so the reason why I pulled this case is that ladies and gentlemen, when you are picking a name or a logo or choosing a logo for your brand, it's important that you are not infringing on anyone's rights. Hello, Taroka battle. When you, um, a, a trademark, hello, sincere 39. When you have a trademark, it's not just a mark. Your trademark is, that is the reputation of your company. So when someone sees the Goodyear trademark and they, I've known Goodyear to be this company that does tire and rubber, I have one connotation of them. But then if I have this punk rock group out here that is using their logo and calling themselves the Goodyear pimps, I, the uninformed consumer, might think that they might be affiliated with Goodyear, the company. And that might not go with my, you know, sensibilities as a consumer. It could cause some damage to Goodyear and tarnish their reputation. So companies are very careful about who they let use their marks. On top of the fact you can't just use anybody's logo. To use someone's logo, you need their permission. That's why those of you who are crafters, if you are on Etsy selling things that have logos on them like Louis Vuitton, like Coach, like Chanel, you are in the wrong. And if somebody catches you, they're going to take your store down, okay? So you need to be careful about the logos that you use, all right? So that was the, um, the, the, uh, the, the, you know, the crux of that case. I just wanted to let you know that it, and, and granted, Goodyear Blimp or Goodyear Tire and Goodyear Pimps, they're in two different areas, right? Goodyear Tires, they do automotive. Goodyear Pimps is in music. But they still sell clothing merchandise, and they were selling clothing merchandise that looked similar. And Goodyear, the tire company, doesn't want you mixing up the pimps <laughs> merchandise with, you know, this upstanding, respectful tire company. All right? So be careful out there with whose logos you use. Create your own or at least get permission. Okay? All right. So we are moving on to another case real quick. Um, and this is actually across the world, but I thought it was um, a pretty cool case. Has anybody ever heard of Bruce Lee? If you have heard of Bruce Lee, give me a B in the comments. Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee. And then give me one movie that Bruce Lee starred in. If you know who Bruce Lee is, give me a B in the comments and let me know one movie Bruce Lee starred in. Okay. Thank you for the beer, the B sincere thirty nine. Thank you TC management. Thank you Sharissa two thirty one. Okay, so we all thank you Lex the Flex. So we all know Bruce Lee, uh, Kung Fu star. Thank you for the title on uh, sincere thirty nine and to the dragon. Thank you for the B Nessie time. Hello freckled dimples. Um, so Bruce Lee's face is known worldwide. He is a worldwide movie star, right? Um, but Bruce Lee has also been deceased for a very long time. Unfortunately, he died very young, but, um, his daughter, Shannon Lee is out here suing a Chinese fast food chain. Sharissa said something dragon. <laughs> okay, girl, you try. Thank you, B. Taroka. Um, Bruce Lee's daughter is out here suing a Chinese, um, fast food chain called Real Kung Fu. 
um, suing for $30 million because they have been using Bruce Lee's name, I mean, Bruce Lee's face to advertise their restaurants for 15 years. Ladies and gentlemen, they have been using Bruce Lee's face for 15 years to promote this, um, this fast food chain. They've got like locations all over China. They have endorsements and things like that. And now, uh, now Shannon Lee, I'm not exactly sure how old she is, but she died, I think when Bruce Lee was pretty young. Um, and she probably, you know, didn't know about, you know, uh, intellectual property and things like that. But it seems that as Shannon is getting older, she's out here. <laughs> Since 39 said China has been bootlegging Bruce Lee for a long time. Well, apparently Shannon Lee is out here trying to protect her daddy's name because she is suing this fast food chain for $30 million for having used Bruce Lee's face for over 15 years. Here's the problem. In China, you have a five-year time limit to, um, to, to kind of, um, let them know that somebody is using, you know, intellectual property improperly. And this company has been using it for 15 years. So now, um, Bruce Lee's daughter can't necessarily claim the intellectual property or whatever intellectual property laws that China has. They have to go and use Chinese law and kind of piece together, uh, you know, an argument to get this money, hopefully out of this company. Um, since 39 said Shannon is 52, where you been at, Shannon? Um, I don't know. Hi, Miss Whitney. So we will wait and see if Shannon Lee is um, successful. But you guys think that Shannon Lee is going to successfully be able to get $30 million out of this Chinese fast food chain for using her father's face? Do you think she's going to get anything? Do you think she's going to get all the money? Do you think she'll get some? Let me know what y'all think. What do you think Shannon Lee is going to get? Do you think she's going to, you know, there's a possibility they could laugh her out of court. What do you think? Hi, nay gorgeous. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, TC management thinks that Shannon Lee might get something from this, uh, from this fast food chain. Um, I don't know anything about Chinese law, right? So, but it would be in China's best interest to respect intellectual property laws. On top of the fact that China does have its own kind of laws regarding the right to publicity. So we'll have to wait and see. Sincere39 said, probably not. They tried to change their own home into a museum, but they tore that down. Oh my God. In China? Um, Taroka Battle said, some, but not all due to the five-year rule you stated. Okay. They might use the five-year rule to like bar out some of, some of the, um, some of the complaints. Um, Sincere 39 said their old home. Oh, that's sad. They should have let them turn it into a museum. Well, apparently nobody thinks that Shannon's going to get all the money, but I mean, some of you might think that she gets some, I don't know what I don't, hi, I am CEO Brie. I don't know. Hi, Alba Scott. Oh, no, 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 no. Turn back around. Okay. I don't know what the state of Bruce Lee's estate is right now. I don't know how much money is left in there. I don't know if this is a cash grab for Shannon, but she's out here trying to defend her father's name. All right. Um, okay. But before we move on to the title case of this broadcast, I want to remind you guys, um, I'm having a vision board party on January 19th. I would love to see all of you there. If you go to the link in my bio, link tree forward slash MPL consulting firm, you can get an invitation to my vision board party where we are going to 
toast to your achievements. I'm going to bring some of y'all on. We're going to wine. We are going to, you know, congratulate you on your achievements for the year. We are going to set, we have concrete plans. Hi, so wrap 21 to get them done. And we are also going to come up with a list of affirmations that we are going to recite every day to keep us on track. So if you want to come to my vision board party, go to the link in my bio, link tree forward slash MPL consulting firm and get you an invitation. Okay. There's an email going out to party attendees tomorrow at noon. So make sure you're on the list. Okay. All right. Next case we are talking about, this is one for all my Jamaican people. Do I have any Jamaicans in the audience today? This is like a cap in y'all's feather. Um, the title case of this story is Miley Cyrus don't run things. And I didn't just say that because it's improper English. I said it, if I said it with a purpose, do I have any Jamaican people in the broadcast? If you have Jamaican, if you know a Jamaican, somebody give me a Jamaican flag in the comments. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So we all know that, you know, Jamaican music, uh, uh, particularly lovers rock. They love to take, you know, um, to cover, you know, American standards and, you know, put it to a lover's rock beat, but they're not out here trying to sell, you know, the, um, the albums to that, right? TC management gave me a Jamaican flag. Thank you, my dear. Um, and I remember growing up all the time, people would, you know, laugh at the fact that Jamaica was always, you know, remaking these American songs to lover's rock beat. It was just a thing that was done. Well, the shoe was on the other foot and the Jamaicans have won. <laughs> so, um, if anybody here knows who Miley Cyrus is, please give me an M in the comments. And while you do that, I'm going to let you know how Jamaica won over Miley Cyrus. So, um, in 2013, Miley Cyrus released an album. Thank you for the Jamaican flag since year 39. Miley Cyrus released the album Bangers. And on one, and one of the songs on the album, thank you for the M's everybody, was called We Can't Stop. Okay. Uh, now this, uh, album, this song in particular on the album peaked at number two on the billboard charts in August of 2013. And coincidentally, it was kept from being number one because of Alan Thicke's blurred lines, which was, which he was sued for uh, copyright infringement. Well, Miley Cyrus has also been sued for copyright infringement for We Can't Stop and She Lost. So there is, um, a, a reggae artist, his, his legal name, hi, the real J the real Jay Byrne. His legal name is Michael May, but his uh, performance name was Flower Gone or Floor Gone. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that. Um, he sued Miley Cyrus for $300 million for copyright infringement because he said that she used lyrics from his 1988 hit called We Run Things. It had reached number one in Jamaica at one point. Now, these specific lines that he said that were taken where in his song it says, we run things, things no run we. Miley Cyrus in her song changed it to, we run things, things don't run we, right? So, Mr. May did his due diligence, went to the court and said, um, excuse me, this is my song, Miley Cyrus stole it, I would like some money. Um, now Miley Cyrus, now when you take someone to court for infringement or copyright, you don't necessarily have to go through the whole trial. Sometimes companies will want to settle because they don't want to go through all the legal, the legalities and the legal bills and things like that. So Miley Cyrus's team has settled with Michael May. He has won this copyright infringement suit. All the parties have, you know, they've gone to the judge and they have said, Hey, we figured this out on our own. We would like to close this case out. Now, 
We have not been given a number as to how much Mr. May was um, was uh, offered by Miley Cyrus's team. But let's just think about this. He originally sued for three hundred million dollars. How much do you guys? How much do you guys think that his team offered him to settle this case? What would you have taken to settle this case if this were you? If you had a hit from like the late '80s and Miley Cyrus stole it you know, and, you know, made however millions off the album, how much would it take for you to drop a copyright infringement suit? Because we don't know how much he got. We just know that they settled it. I'm thinking he got a few million. But what do you guys think? What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> um, Sincere39 thinks that he got $15 million. Okay. Any more guesses, ladies and gentlemen? And those, you know, in between or outside of, I want to be inclusive of everybody. Um, yes. So we've got one, one guess of 15 million. So rap 21 said, uh, they would have settled for 3 million. Hey, $3 million can do a lot. Okay. Um, so we don't know how much Michael may got, but I'm pretty sure he got a few million dollars and Miley Cyrus does not want this as, you know, another black mark on her record because she has done a lot of problematic things and I'm pretty sure she don't like people dragging her um since 39 was thinking three at first I, I got a few people who said three okay so a lot of people are saying three look three million dollars is nothing to sneeze at okay <laughs> um since 39 said that's how much Marvin Gaye's family received Ooh, okay okay I was not aware of that I did not know how much they received hello not your average Ben all right so the consensus here seems to be that uh, we think that uh, Michael May got about $3 million out of the $300 million that he was suing Miley Cyrus for. Hopefully we'll have an update later and we will know how exactly how much he got. Hey, Ben. All right. So we are moving on to another story that uh, I had in my stories today. Um, I asked a question today and I asked you which... Um, which uh, Baltimore Ravens player used the phrase big trust or has been using the phrase big trust. So first question I want to ask you is to see if anybody else in hi AZ to winner is anybody in the um, audience who did or did not answer the poll. Do you know who uses the term big trust on the Baltimore Ravens? Okay. And if you're a Ravens fan, um, I don't know if there's a Raven emoji, put it in there. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, while you guys put that answer in there, um, actually, no, I'm going to wait because that, that is the most important part of the story. So do you know who uses the phrase big trust on the Baltimore Ravens? It's become kind of their calling card. Big trust. Yes. Who uses the, who, who was the originator of that term on the Baltimore Ravens? Some of y'all answered it in the stories. Um, if you did not check the stories out, go check them later after the show, but I want to see if at least one person knows who uses the term big trust. Okay. I'm gonna give y'all like five more seconds and I'm going to answer it. Five, four, three, two. Yes. Thank you. Sincere 39 right at the buzzer. Mark Ingram. So hi, acuity for Ken. So Mark Ingram, he plays on the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. And he started using the term big trust after a victory over the Houston Texans that happened in November of 2019. And he used it to introduce someone named Lamar Jackson. Um, 
So here's the thing. He's been using this phrase and it's become kind of a team thing. Thank you for the answer. So rap 21 and TC management, right? So you would think that him, uh, that Mark Ingram and the Baltimore Ravens would be racing to trademark this term. Well, if they had planned on doing that, they're going to have a little bit of a fight up against them because a fan, not even a local fan, a supposed fan, Lamar Jackson is the QB. Okay, Sincere, I don't watch the Ravens. I'm a Patriots fan. Tom Brady's my quarterback forever and a day, all right? I don't care if we lost this season. (laughs) But, um... So there is a guy, his name is Lance Roll. He lives in Nevada. He was born in San Francisco. And he has actually filed a trademark for the term Big Trust. He has no affiliation with the Ravens franchise. He's just a guy out in Nevada. Um, we let them win since you're 39. Thanks, okay? <laughs> All right. So um, this guy, Lance Roll, he filed a trade, Texans... Look, y'all, y'all ain't going to slander my Patriots, okay? This is a no-Patriots slander zone, all right? (laughs) All right, so um, Lance Rowe, he's a guy in Nevada. He filed a trademark for Big Trust, and he has started selling merchandise. And I looked online. The shirts are, you know, the same purple as the Ravens purple. The the writing is a little bit different, but it's kind of reminiscent of... The Ravens stuff. Y'all laughing at me. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't joking. Okay. <laughs> so C39 said smart fan, like the, like the guy who beat the Jets QB to a trademark. Well, here's the thing, right? So this guy who has already trademarked or who has at least filed the application for the trademark for big trust, he said that he wants to work with the, with, um, Ingram and the Ravens. So he would like to do some kind of licensing deal with them, Right. Um, the thing is, uh, the team doesn't seem like they're going to do that because they actually released a statement regarding this. They said, uh, or their, their team spokesman said, we are aware that people not associated with the Ravens are trying to capitalize on a saying developed by Ravens players. Okay. Now keep in mind, Mark Ingram already has a clothing line through another company. So it's not like he's just out here. Um, But Lance Roll, this guy in Nevada who has no affiliation with the Ravens team, is basically saying, hey, I trademarked your term first, and I want you to pay me so that you can use it, okay? I don't know what big trust means, right? Hold on. All things Mo. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, y'all still joining on the page? Okay. Okay. Do y'all thing. All right. Okay. So this guy, Lance Roll, the team is apparently not happy that he has tried to trademark this term. So they have three options. They can either oppose his trademark filing, which means that they can call up the the trademark office and say, hey, this application is false because he did not invent this. This was a creation of someone from our team, uh, you know, or Mark Mark Ingram's legal team can do it himself. They can say that, you know, my client created this and this person has no right to this phrase and and the term has already been associated with my client. That's one option that they have. Another option they have is to either buy or license the trademark from him. So let him go through with the trademark, offer him some ducats to, you know, either buy it outright or say, Hey, let us use the the big trust and pay him out that way. But it seems like from their phrase, do you think that you think, do you think that they are inclined 
to enter into some kind of licensing agreement with this guy. It doesn't seem like they want to give him any money. So what do you think that the Ravens are going to do, or at least Mark Ingram? Do you think that they're going to fight the trademark application, or do you think they're just going to try and buy him out of it and let, you know, let him go through the process? What do you think... And also, there's something else that could happen. The trademark office, because remember, the applications are reviewed by real-life attorneys. They can review it, and if they're like, hold on, somebody already is associated with this term. If they feel like it's associated with someone else, the trademark office themselves can, you know, halt somebody's application and say, no, 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 this doesn't belong to you. So what do you guys think is going to happen? Sincere39 said they should pay him and get it over with. So Rap 21 said Raven's organization won't pay him. So you think that they're going to oppose his trademark application with the trademark office? Is that what you think is going to happen? Let me know. Um, on top of the fact that Mark Ingram already has an agreement with another company to make clothing. So um, now, this guy Lance, Rap um, 21 said maybe Mark. This guy Lance said that he will donate 5% of proceeds to the Ravens Foundation, and he's also keeping the design generic to avoid trademark infringement. So he knows what he's doing in terms of making sure that he's not really stepping on any toes. What he's doing is absolutely legal. If you are the first one to file for a trademark, usually you're going to get it. But if it's associated with somebody else, that is a problem. So if you guys remember, we covered um, Cardi B when she tried to trademark Okr, right? Everybody knows Cardi likes to say Okr, all this stuff, right? When Cardi tried to trademark Okr, it was denied because it wasn't new. It wasn't just something that was associated with, with Cardi. The Kardashians had used it on their reality series. One of the drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race, drag race had used it on the show. Um, <clears throat> so... It's not, it's not just always a guarantee that you'll get it if you're the first to file. A cutie for Ken said, it was a good play on his part, but the Ravens have the money to wait him out. They do. They very much do. They can oppose it and have their lawyers tie him up in court. So, um, I, uh, I am CEO Bree said, I don't think they should pay him. Okay. So a lot of you seem to think that he, he either won't or shouldn't get paid. I personally think that this application should be barred because it's, it's, everybody knows that Big Trust, anybody who's sports related knows that Big Trust is related to Mark Ingram and the Baltimore Ravens. So I suspect that the team is going to fight this trademark application, or at least Mark Ingram's legal team will, will fight the application. All right. Um, okay. What time do we have? Because I have to make sure that I am on time. Your girl's trying to get to the gym and get, you know, her workout on. Hi, Sue Jag 12. All right. So we are covering one more case and then uh, we are done for the night. I, hi, good hair, good body. Um, so Rap 21 said, I don't think the Ravens won't pay him because it's more of a Mark Ingram thing. Okay. 835. Thank you very much. I am CEO Bree. Okay. So last case we are covering. Um, has to do with, uh, I, I posted a question about this in my, in my stories today. I asked you guys if you would buy baby Yoda makeup and it was a 50, 50, half of you guys said yes. Half of you guys said no. Um, so, and I also asked you guys a question. How much do you think Disney makes from licensing star Wars merchandise on its own? I had a lot of different, um, varying answers. I had, uh, somebody said 57 billion, somebody said more than a billion, somebody said 275 million, somebody said 750 million. 
All right. I'm going to, we're going to talk about what the actual number is after. Yes. No, that was sincere 39, 57 billion was Disney's total licensing revenue. So that's how much they made in licensing everything that didn't, that, that wasn't just, um, star Wars. Okay. So, um, actually let's just talk about this now. So yes, in, in 26, in 2015, Star Wars made Disney $3 billion in licensing alone. Licensing. Just saying, hey, you can use Star Wars label. In 2016, they made $5 billion. Okay? So now, if we're going by that, if they, if they, if they're going up, let's say they're going up $2 billion increments every year, and we are now in 2020, how much do you think they made last year? In licensing with Star Wars, especially with those movies out, because they made three billion in 2015, five billion in 2016. How much do you think they made in 2019? Yeah, so I, if I'm using the two billion dollar mark, I'm thinking seven and seven billion in 17, nine billion in 18, 11 billion in 19. I'm thinking they made 11 billion dollars in licensing because remember we had those Star Wars movies that came out and then you've got all this all this new stuff coming out with the Mandalorian whatever all right so they're making a lot of money. I got 6.5 billion. I think you know I think the um, the billions the low billions is a respectable number. Movies, video games, Legos, it's a lot it is a lot of money. Well, um, Lucasfilm and Disney, they're about to make some more money because they have just filed 28 trademark applications for Baby Yoda. Now, officially, that character that everybody sees is not called Baby Yoda officially. Officially, the character's name is The Child. So, Lucasfilm has filed 28 um, trademark applications for The Child and The Mandalorian The Child. Now, among, um... You know, regular things like, you know, action figures, cups, hoodies, toothpaste, and things like that. They have also filed a trademark for cosmetics. Good Hair, Good Body said they made the acquisition payment nearly four times over. Yes, they did. Disney, mm, Disney, they're going to run the world. Anyway, so Lucasfilm has 28 trademark applications out, including one for for, uh, Baby Yoda Cosmetics. And I asked you guys how many of you would buy Baby Yoda Cosmetics. And half of you said yes, okay? So how much, like, what type of cosmetics do you think they would come out with for, you know, this Baby Yoda line? Um, we need to talk about Disney and Fox fighting over Spider-Man ownership. Heard it was in the billions on the Spider-Man licensing. It is. It is. Um, but what do you think a, a, a Baby Yoda makeup line would look like? For me, I think that it would be something like costume jewelry, you know, things that, you know, uh, face prostheses or, you know, if you want to face paint and things like that. But what do you think a Baby Yoda uh, makeup line would, would look like? I am CEO Bree said kid-friendly. Kid-friendly, yes. You know, you can get it, you know, your, your little one who wants to look like Baby Yoda. Sorry, I have 21 said billions. One, we'll, we'll have to talk about Marvel's, I feel like Marvel needs its own episode. Um, good hair, good body said, just gray. Why would you think just gray? Because baby Yoda or the child, whatever his name is, is a greenish hue. So why would you think just gray? Hmm. 
Comic-Con based makeup. Yes, Comic-Con, people love, like, Comic-Con is an industry. I've been to a couple of Comic-Cons, and the way that I see people go out for this, they, like, they would definitely make a killing. On top of the fact that Lucasfilm is owned by Disney, so Disney will be able to capitalize on all that merchandising. They're about to own the world. Like, <coughs> look out for Baby Yoda lashes coming your way. <laughs> All right, here in Atlanta, they go crazy for Comic-Con. Ooh, I might have to come to Atlanta for a Comic-Con, girl. Um, yes, so look out for Baby Yoda makeup coming your way. I don't know, 2021. <laughs> you missed the green. That's cool. Um, so those were the stories that we had for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your energy and your participation. Those of you who were here for the first time, thank you. You did great. Those of you who are, you know, regular viewers, thank you. It feels so good to be at home with y'all. Don't high shop best on the art. Don't forget to join me here tomorrow. This show is every Monday through Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I pull stories all the time. If you have a story that you want me to talk about, make sure that you DM it to me. It's okay, girl. You can watch the replay on YouTube or Facebook. If you have stories that you want to talk to me about, DM them to me because I can't catch everything. That Miley Cyrus story, I actually found it from one of y'all's pages because I do snoop. Um, and somebody had it in there and I was like, oh, I got to talk about this, okay? Oh, yay. I'm glad that you like this, CEO Brie. Uh, make sure that you get the invitation to my vision board party. Go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. That's where you can also set up your free 15 minute consultations. Guys, if you came in late, don't worry. You can watch the replay on my YouTube channel. The link for that is also at linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm, or you can listen to the audio on my podcast. Yay. You're coming to the party. I'm so excited. Shop best on the yard. Y'all. Shop Best on the Yard made me some custom tumblers for my parents for Christmas. When I tell you my parents are sweating these cups, they love them. Like, my mother will not drink out of anything else. She calls me every morning and she's like, oh my god, I left ice in the oven and it's still fresh. Like, Shop Best on the Yard is an amazing custom tumbler maker. If you want to make t-shirts, wine glasses, I'm not, she's not paying me. I paid my own money for these cups. And I'm telling y'all they're the truth, okay? Um, but yes. So join me here tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, watch the replay on you, YouTube, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow, okay? Bye.